a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside sources. Inside sources. Inside sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM at 1160 AM. Republicans are riding a wave of outrage over all kinds of issues: education, inflation, the border. But is that strategy really a strategy for success? Uh, We talked to Senator Mitt Romney earlier in the day today, uh, talking about uh, Republicans often being able to snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory. Uh, So that leads to a very interesting question when it comes to Republicans, and that is, do they have an agenda? Should they? And what does that mean? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, as uh, mentioned, Republicans are riding a, a little bit of a wave. They have some wind at their back, to be sure. And they just might take the majority come November 2022. Uh, Megan McArdle joins us uh, as columnist for The Washington Post, author of The Upside of Down, Why Failing Well is the Key to Success, and uh, one of our favorite thinkers. Uh, Megan, thanks for joining us. And uh, you suggest that Republicans should decide about their agenda before they get to the election. Tell us about it. Yes, I know. Radical idea. Look, I think the real problem with Republicans right now is that they are they're enjoying running on CRT bills and and uh, running against, you know, gender identity in classrooms. But they haven't actually come up with a positive policy agenda to run the country. And if you look at, at Joe Biden, this is the problem that he is having is that he didn't actually think about. You know, voters didn't want to to just have the big progressive ideas. They wanted things to be normal. They wanted to know that there was someone in charge who was meeting their concerns. And Joe Biden didn't meet their concerns about things like inflation, very important things. And now he is looking like he is in trouble. And I, I worry the Republicans are making the same mistake. They're so focused on what they can say to win the election. They're so focused on how they can sort of provide fan service for their base that they're not thinking about when I get into power, what are ordinary voters going to expect me to do? Yeah, and we see, we see those swings going back and forth. And I, I continue to make the case that, yes, you can run a campaign on what you are against. Uh, but just because you win a campaign based on what you are against does not mean you can lead or govern <laughs> without being able to share a vision of what you're for. Exactly. Exactly. Is that no is not a, no is not a governing agenda. <laughs> It's all very well to understand what you don't want, and great. You know, we all have things that we don't want, uh, but we also have a lot of things we want the government to do. 
and Republicans have to prepare themselves to actually go out and do them. And I'm going to quote you on that. No is not an agenda, and uh, a pandemic is not a strategy. <laughs> so I think those are our, our important <laughs> lessons for the day. Uh, you mentioned President Biden and some of his struggles uh, in terms of the agenda and moving things forward. I, I think the one of the things that seems to be lost on both parties uh, is that when it comes to these politics, it's it's not about what was or even what is today. It's about what's next in that vision. And nobody seems to be leading in that space. No, I think it's a real problem. Is if you if you ask yourself, what are the big ideas for the country right now? What are what are we doing? What are what are Democrats planning to do? What are Republicans planning to do that is novel and exciting and gives us a, a vision of where America could be that would be even better than we are, where we are now in twenty years or in ten years or in five years? And they're not. They're offering us, you know, these sort of long standing wish lists. They're offering us a lot of complaints about the other guys. Um, but ultimately, a lot of the agenda is just, hey, they're worse. And, you know, maybe they are worse. Fair enough. <laughs> but again, America is more than just not electing terrible people. America <laughs> needs actual a, a positive future to look forward to. And they're just not giving us that. Yeah. And, and I, I think that is uh, so crucial. And it, again, it's, it's re- both sides are repeating. We're equal opportunity offenders on this program. And so uh, we, 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 we call it out on, on both sides. And sadly, it's it is. Uh, as you described it, Megan, it is just devolving everything into bumper sticker slogans and long conservative wish lists and long liberal list wish lists uh, that really don't do anything uh, to galvanize the American people. I think the American people are starving for someone to come in and say, look, here's where we are. Here's where we want to go. And here's what it's going to take to do uh, to get there. Who's who's in? And we don't have anyone, it seems, that's really laying out that case. Is there anyone out there doing this right? Not nearly as much as you want. I feel it's a huge vacuum. You think of someone like Ronald Reagan, you know, it's morning in America. And sure, he said, these are people who are causing you problems. But ultimately, he was positive. He was positive about fellow Americans. He was positive about the country. One thing that also worries me, obviously, is that I think in a lot of what our politics is reflects what we're asking our politicians to do. We want them to tell them to tell us that everything we don't like, everything that worries us is just the fault of the people we don't like. And, you know, our fellow, our fellow Americans who are somehow doing us wrong. And I think that, you know, the real truth is that our fellow Americans are by and large pretty decent people. Even when we have very fundamental disagreements about how the country should run, they're, they're still pretty decent people who want good things for the world. And that, you know, the, the other disturbing thing is, frankly, that we're just we're running against other Americans instead of running on what all Americans could do together. Yeah, and I think that's I know what, that sounds hopelessly naive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am all in with you on this, Megan, because I I think there is an opportunity, as you said, there's a vacuum out there, uh, and this has been going for quite some time. You know, you, you can everybody can sound the populist message <laughs> and say they're out there fighting for whatever or fighting against whatever, uh, but it takes a real leader with a real strategy. <laughs> Uh, both a policy strategy and a communication strategy. And it, it seems to me that the, the president has not been able to articulate that. Um, and I also think you've got people like Mitch McConnell who are saying, well, no, we're, we're not going to tell you what the strategy is until we win. Uh, and then we'll decide uh, what no, we're going to tell you. It's a double secret strategy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Three-dimensional no chess. The other side, no. <laughs> yes. um, uh, and I think, you know, one thing that really actually does worry me uh, a little bit more about Republicans than Democrats is at least Republicans Democrats have a wish list. Yeah. Right? At least mm. at least Democrats 
have like I would like to do these 78 million programs. Um, and, and Republicans often don't even seem to have that. They just kind of have, well, we're not going to let teachers teach, you know, critical race theory in schools. And again, you know, I, 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 I take many of the Republican objections um, to what's being taught in schools. And of course, we worry about what people are teaching our kids. Of course, we worry. These are really important questions, but they're not enough. They're not the only questions that we need to answer. We need to you know, what is what is running on gender identity in schools going to do about inflation? What is it going to do about employment? What is it going to do about all of the things that people are really desperately worried about right now? Um, how are we going to make Americans' lives better rather than just refrain from making them worse? Yeah, uh, great insight as always. This is why Megan McArdle is one of our favorite, not just our favorite writers, great columnist for the Washington Post, uh, <laughs> but also one of our favorite thinkers uh, because you're willing to stay with these questions a little bit longer and, and get to the better answer. Uh, Megan, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. All right, there's some great insight there from... Megan McArdle, uh, and this really goes to this whole philosophy that, yeah, against is one thing, but you got to tell me what you're for. Uh, you, you can have Boston battles like the original Boston Tea Party. It was a tr- it was a protest against what people didn't want. But if they'd stopped at protest, wouldn't even have been a footnote in history. You got to have a vision. You got to have a Philadelphia style vision of this is what we're for. These are the policies that are going to make a difference for you. And here's where, how we're going to go about getting it. Uh, and I remind you, especially as we go into convention weekend, as we go into primary season, people can win elections based on what they're running against, but that does not mean they can lead. And if they can't tell you what they are for, they're not the leader that you're looking for. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.